Welcome to this edition of When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine, a discussion of sustainable living and what that means to you and me. I'm Jay Warmke. And today, I think I'm Annie Warmke. I think we are. And and today... We are. Yeah, we are. We're both Annie Warmke. I'm worried about you today. Right. Okay. Well, today we're going to be talking about saving our soil. And we're joined by uh, Heather Kabler and also by Chitra, Chitra uh, Yer. And... Um, and I'll let you guys introduce yourselves, or I'll turn it over to Annie because I'll, I'll I'll mess it up today. I'm I'm all no, set. Jay's on that. not he's not a soil kind of guy. He 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 knows that soil is there. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, I wanted to say before we get started that I'm excited about um, having an opportunity to talk about the work that you're doing around soil because we uh, we consider ourselves, except for Jay, uh, to be soil farmers, and so everything we do is to produce. Uh, soil by composting and um, right now we have a high tunnel that is brand new and we have to make soil so we're taking all the muck and the bedding from the barn um, over the winter and making layers to create some really good soil so we can grow um, a food forest inside. Okay well before you get too deep into that too deep into the soil uh, Heather why don't you tell us why you're an expert and then and then Chitra you can you can do the same. Okay, sure. Um, Well, expert, I'm not sure I would say I'm an expert. I I would say that I am just um, impassioned to support this and and really just see the urgency, I guess, behind it. So I'm excited to be part of it and to just be talking about safe soil. So we'll share more about that. But I'm excited to be part of the organization Conscious Planet and supporting the initiative. I've been a volunteer um, for quite some time um, with many of the other environmental initiatives that the organization's involved with. And I'm, you know, uh, I work in a school, so I work with children and I see this as something that's so important for the future generation. So I'm very excited to be part of it and share with you more about the Safe Soil Movement. And what about you, Chitra? What, what's, your, what's your connection? Hi, uh, so uh, by training, I'm a scientist. And um, I'm also interested in, you know, sustainability and environment issues. And I have been a volunteer with Isha Foundation for five years now. And um, when I learned about soil uh, and the safe soil movement, I was I didn't know that the soil condition is so bad. And I really wanted to uh, volunteer and um, do my little part in uh, bringing the safe soil movement to everyone. So that's why I'm here. Yeah, I, I, I wondered, what does it mean to be a volunteer? Because it looks like it's a pretty big organization. And um, maybe you could talk a little bit about your founder um, and how that how he's created sort of over time, uh, several different groups to get to this point with to save the soil. Sure. So yes, so Sadhguru is the the one that has started this Save Soil movement, but um, he has had several other environmental initiatives over the last 30 years. But yes, I mean, he's when he's not uh, behind the Save Soil movement, um, he is actually a yogi from India and a visionary. And he's really just been doing many things to support overall human well-being and just global harmony in general. And like I said, many different um, environmental projects and things just to bring about that restoration that's that's needed, whether that be through his tree planting initiatives or river revitalization. 
Um, he's been working towards these things um, over many years. And some of the past um, initiatives like Project Green Hands, that was about enhancing green cover, um, Rally for Rivers and Culver Recalling are about, you know, just re, um, how we can revitalize rivers and just really support uh, just overall, you know, restoration. And uh, now the Safe Soil Movement, really, it's the biggest movement in the sense that it's really pulling together um, these environmental, this environmental focus across the world, across all the different nations and people, just to see how we, you know, this is one common thing, you know, we're all standing on it, we're all standing on this soil. And without it, you know, we're not going to have the life that we, you know, want and that we want to have for future generations. So he's really about creating that awareness about this critical issue um, right now about the, the safe soil movement. Um, but, uh, you know, in India, you know, he is certainly very, very well known. And throughout the world, you know, he's having a great influence on just bringing awareness towards um, these various initiatives. Well, before we drill down too much on that, I was wondering if you could say a little something about what the consciousplanet.org, what, what is that and how does that tie into this? Sure. I mean, that's the overarching um, organization, Conscious Planet. And so if you want to learn more about uh, Safe Soil, that's obviously the, where to go. So much information is housed there. But, um, you know, being a yogi, he's all about, you know, bringing more conscious awareness to all of our actions that we're doing um, in our lives. And certainly one of those things is to how we can have a more conscious planet and looking at how we're all so interconnected with the environment and um, if we can become more conscious and we can have a conscious planet, um, obviously that's going to sustain life and human well-being in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, uh, the actual website right now is very focused on safe soil because that's what the current initiative is. But, you know, there's many other things that we can become conscious about and, um, and how we can live our lives and related to, you know, the health of the planet as well. What, what does it mean for people just, just, I keep, I'm going to just keep asking you to define things because I realize that not everybody uh, may know some of these things, but what does it mean to be a yogi? You said he's a yogi. So of course he's going to be doing these kinds of things. Um, well, I mean, he is a yogi, just meaning that, you know, he is looking at the science of yoga as just um, a way to, you know, bring the interconnectedness and in, into our awareness of, you know, how we're connected to the planet and living our lives with awareness and, um, you know, how we're all very much connected without uh, the division of, you know, our countries and languages and all of that. Um, so yogi's meaning is, you know, one. Uh, so that's, he's using, you know, the science of yoga um, as a way to bring human well-being. And, and Chitra, um, could you maybe give us, sorry, could you, yeah, no, could you maybe saying, tell us a little bit of background about the reason that um, uh, addressing the issues of what's going on with the soil, you know, why, why should people uh, care about that? And of course, maybe we can, towards the end, talk more about how people can get involved. But um, I know you sent me a lot of statistics, which are, of course, uh, 
you know, devastating, but maybe you could pick out a few that would be uh, helpful to what we're talking about today. Pick out, pick out the most devastating <laughs> no, so, don't so you can really cheer us up today. <laughs> yeah. It's a cheery, well, that's the thing, isn't it? It is a cheery subject in that soil is so incredible with the microbes and what it does and how it sustains us. And, but we need to know why it's important that we're that we need to address these things. So Jay likes to yeah. be sarcastic, but yeah, I, I'm, so I'm excited I, about I, soil. I love mm -hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so like yeah, soil is, has microbes and so many other organisms. It is a living entity, but we are missing that point today. Like we call it dirt. It's not dirt. It's a living organism. <laughs> And according to the United Nations, we have only 60 years of agriculture left. So that's a very alarming situation. And um, scientists have been talking about it for a long time, but somebody had to take this issue up and the people should be aware of it. So uh, Sadhguru has launched this Save Soil movement to bring people together, to raise awareness and uh, like soil is one thing that uh, binds us all together, right? Uh, it is literally and uh, figuratively the foundation of our lives. Our food comes from the soil. So the Safe Soil Movement is to uh, raise awareness about the condition of our soil globally. Um, in the U.S., 50% of the topsoil is gone and the statistics are similar throughout the world. So if enough people in the um world, uh, which is about 60% of the democratic electorate, that is about 3.5 billion people become aware of the soil condition and they realize the importance of having rich soil, then um, the governments throughout the world would be eager to enact policies for soil conservation. So that is what the Safe Soil Movement is all about. It is not a protest. It is not an agitation. It is a celebration of soil to bring people together. And um, so all of us, all of humankind, we are all bound by soil. So uh, okay. that's what okay. the well, movement is about. Well, you just mentioned something that, that I guess startled me a little bit because I'm so used to there being doom and gloom on the planet and everything. But this is the first time I've ever heard that we're only... We have 60 years of agriculture left, assuming nothing is done, assuming we continue on as yes. we are. How, how is that happening? I mean, right. what's, so, what's going on? So soil is losing its organic content. The microbes in the soil uh, thrive on the organic content. And the plants and microbes have a complex interrelationship. Um, what is happening is uh, the way modern agriculture is being done we are not putting organic matter, which is plant and animal waste, back into the soil. So uh, we're putting fertilizers, but that's salts. That's not food for the microbes. The microbes are dying. The organic matter is being lost. And uh, the carbon from the soil is being released into the atmosphere as CO2. So soil is becoming sand. That is, desertification is hap happening. And the statistics say we are losing soil at the rate of one acre per second globally. Yeah, in the statistics you sent, it says that uh, uh, the, si the size of the, of the country of uh, Greece is lost every year. So, yes. Well, one of the things that I think people could understand, perhaps, I don't know, sometimes in this country, people seem pretty dense and not thinking too much, but um, that that the food that we're eating, and we also know this is true for livestock, um, 
I, I know as a, as a, a farmer that um, the, the food sources that I am feeding my, my livestock are quite, quite deficient in things like copper and selenium and things like that. And that makes a huge difference in not just production, but also uh, birthing and the ability to carry a baby and things like that. But the fact that half of the, nut the micronutrients um, are really not in the food that, say, our grandparents ate. So we're, we have to eat a lot more of something in order to get the same amount of nutrients that should be in the food. And without those nutrients, all we're doing is just taking in calories. Yeah, that's right. They were The statistic that really startled me was that if we think of what our grandparents were eating, um, if they could eat one orange today, we would have to eat eight oranges to get the same amount of vitamins as they were able to eat. So it's just because of that, uh, what's happening with the soil. It's just, you know, we are what we eat. And if our soil isn't um, providing those nutrients to the plants, it's really going to have an effect on, on us and the future generations. Yeah, I see one of the other statistics that you have talk about the scarcity um, uh, a, f a food to 1.5 million people from Central America and Mexico alone. And and those are the people, that 1.5 million attempting to migrate to the U.S. We can blame it on, on soil issues. Is that what you're saying? Well, we're saying that it certainly is having an effect upon people, you know, being able to sustain life in, in those countries so that, you know, people are going to be looking to be able to support their families and feed their families. And so, yes, I mean, it's all there's everything is so interconnected. And when we look at all of the big issues that people are talking about, you know, with climate change and and all of these things like, you know, the impact on water and water scarcity, we can actually come back to soil for so many of them and that the solution can be soil. And that to me was like really astounding and hopeful, actually. Okay, well, before we get into the hope, <laughs> let me remind everybody that you are listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jay and Annie Warmke. And we want to remind you it is indeed the end of the world as we know it. And thank God. And thank God. All right. So the end of the world as we know it. Uh, we, we always like to throw that in because the way we've been doing things for the last uh, couple generations, <laughs> it, uh, it doesn't work. So, <laughs> so we have to end that practice. And and you had just um, mentioned something there, Heather, about um, climate change and and water issues. I'm wondering, are these like those feedback loops that you oftentimes hear that that uh, water changes are going to be exacerbating soil losses and climate changes include, you know, and all of these feed upon each other. Is that something that's happening? There's definitely, yes, that interconnectedness there, because, you know, we know that, you know, soil has the ability to, if it's in a healthy condition, it's not going to erode and topsoil is not going to wash away. So we can see how that would have an effect on if we have healthy soil to grow, you know, food, but it also can clean the water. And we also know that soil can, um, is actually the largest carbon sink. So it, it can reverse the effects of global warming. So everything's so interconnected and just seeing how soil, if we have healthy soil and we can bring our soil back to a healthier uh, place that it's going to, you know, reverse so many of these things that we're seeing 
in the environment in general and, you know, just help the health of our planet and in, in turn all of the life that's here. Well, so let's do this. Let's talk about, so this is a huge job and I often think about the enormity of it. We have a lot of visitors to our farm, to Blue Rock Station, and we're talking lots about soil right now. And people are shocked that you could just put all this stuff out there and end up with great soil. And I'm just wondering, you know, so we're just one couple talking about these things, but but how does... Um, how does your project, does the saving the soil, how does that bring people together? Because that's one of the things that you talk about, the uh, Save the Soil Global Movement brings people together. So how does that happen? And then maybe you could talk a little bit about um, your founder and what he's doing to draw attention to the needs. Sure. So that's exactly right. I mean, we all can do our own little small part, but it's really not going to be enough to, you know, reverse where we are at this point in time. So the way to really make a change is for all of us really to use our voices and come together and be talking about safe soil. Like Chitra was saying, if we can get more and more people talking about this, then those that can make policy change will hear us. And those of us living in democratic nations, that's what's most important. Because without policy change and the attention towards really seeing that the soil needs to be um, kept with at least that three to six percent organic material in it, if that like one message can go across and that can become part of the policy for those that you know are farming and you know producing the world's food, if we can maintain that and we ensure that that happens through policy, that's what really will make a difference. Um, all of the things that we're doing on our smaller scales, of course, are important, but just bringing this attention, you know, scientists have been saying it and so many people are, are seeing that. The UN is saying it, you know, the, um, so many um, people are very aware that the soil health is so important, but unless we bring policy, it's not really going to change. So yes, so you asked about, you know, Sadhguru and what he's doing to bring awareness. So right now he's in the midst, um, he's over 50 days now going on 60 days in the middle of this 100 day journey across the globe, basically to try to bring awareness. And he is riding a motorcycle. And by the way, he's 65 years old. Uh, so he's driving his motorcycle across all of these nations and meeting with leaders across the world to let them know that this is something that is so critical for us to do. Um, to bring this change into our policies in all of the various nations so that we can have um, have healthier soil for future generations. So just to throw a wrench into this is that, you know, we've had policies and this is what we're talking about when we say it's the end of the world and as we know it and thank God because policies haven't gotten us anywhere. And while I don't I think we should ask people to make sure that their legislators and their leaders know what's going on. Um, we, we have to do other things. We have to change. We have to put things in place of all the destruction of the systems that, especially in this country. Or, anyway, that's a whole nother topic. But, but here's the thing. Policies, people are not listening in this country. The leaders are absolutely not listening. In fact, they're going the opposite direction. And so I'm wondering, what does Save the Soil do to help people to impact corporations? They are truly 
the major source of the problem. And then people, it all trickles down to the consumers and how they spend their dollars. Um, so what, what does it do to address corporations? Because we, we've got to do more than we've been doing. Right now, the focus is on bringing awareness to all, including the corporations and, and getting some of those that can have that influence uh, to make a difference, whether that be within their own corporation, within you know the governmental changes and all of these things that um, we are striving to bring that awareness so that we can have the top down effect so that we have you know our, all of the people coming together to say it, that they can see uh, the necessity for us to make these changes. And, you know, people don't necessarily realize the impact of it. So, I mean, I wasn't aware of how interconnected this soil was to, to the, how soon, I guess, or how, you know, it sounded so uh, doom and gloom if we don't make a change now. So, it's really about bringing that awareness to everyone, whether that be corporations or government officials, so that they can see that there's an urgency beyond political lines, beyond anything um, for them to move in that direction. Well, are I you guys... Like well, go ahead, uh, Chitra. Yeah. So I would like to add in here one inspiring example is the Montreal Protocol of 1987, where the countries of the world came together to uh, deal with the ozone hole crisis and policies were put in place. It was a single pointed action. And today it is uh, estimated that by 2050, the ozone holes in our atmosphere would heal. So similarly, if for soil, we have a single pointed action of, you know, increase one, increase uh, farmer incentives to increase the carbon content in the soil to three to, to a minimum of three to six percent. Second, have uh, carbon incentives like businesses and corporations can come together with the farmers and the agriculture sector for carbon incentives. And third, like if the public has awareness that um, fruits and vegetables produce or whether it's uh, meat or uh, fruits and vegetables with higher uh, that come from soil with a high organic content are healthier. So a uh, higher organic content produce, if it finds a separate shelf in the grocery stores, then, um, you know, all these things would then, um, then we are moving in the right direction. So like have a single pointed action for soil. That's the agenda. And, you so know, I just don't know. to say too, uh, I just wanted to say that one of the issues, and I'm not speaking about other countries, I'm just speaking about the U.S. and my experiences here as a farmer and also with working with um, women uh, across the United States that are in agriculture, is that there is a general attitude uh, if through industrial farming that, you know, the corporations set the policy. The farmer is not really the farmer. They run the tractor. They know how much fertilizer to put on, and maybe they know how to do a small repair, you know, million dollar tractors uh, require mechanics, not just the farmer. So what I'm getting at is how do we change that attitude of those individual farmers? Um, I know lots of women would agree with you that are in agriculture, but then, you know, we it's so much bigger than that, these corporate industrial farms. I, I just don't see how we push that agenda here in this country. What's the incentive, I guess? So actually, um, just this past week, um, 
Sadhguru was attending the the COP15, the Conference of the Parties, where they were looking with the UN, um, the biodiversity conference that happened. And he introduced that three-prong approach that Chitra was kind of alluding to there. And they have put together um, policies or guidance, I guess, so to speak, for policy that has a three-prong approach that does list out um, ideas. And it's dependent upon which nation. So there's a handbook that has been put together and it was presented at the UN conference um, for each of the 195 nations, depending upon where they are on the planet, of course, because there's some variances um, of what's going to work in different parts of the world, of course, depending upon you know climate and all of those different things that are there. But the overarching one is that three to six percent um, organic material at a minimum needs to be in the soil. But the three-prong approach was that inspiration, uh, the incentives, and then eventually the disincentives over a period of time so that mm, at first, we're like, we're really at the inspiration level, like of seeing why it's necessary and the need for that. But then I kind of think what you're talking about, Annie, is like, how are we going to make that happen? And that's yeah. through the incentives. And then yeah. eventually through the disincentives, you know, moving away from things that are maybe harming the soil, but initially it's like, what can we do to add and bring greater health? So there's an actual plan and there's a handbook that's available that we're really encouraging, um, again, through the people, because it is very much a people's movement of bringing this awareness and inspiration to those that can make a change, whether that be in the governments or the corporations and bring that awareness and sharing this kind of information, writing to them, just talking about it. And as Chitra said in the beginning, if we can bring, you know, 60% of those that have the ability to vote talking about this, those that are involved will start talking about it as well, because we're the ones that basically, you know, make a difference of whether or not they're able to sit in those seats. Okay, well, in, in the two minutes that we have left, are, are there any um, good news uh, examples or success <laughs> stories that are going on out there? I mean, we can uh, you can tell from Manny's voice that she's she's fairly, uh, I don't know, done with the, the I'm an the advocate for, I'm an advocate for <laughs> she's soil. She's cynical that it's going to work. But are, yeah. do we have some good news out there? Any good examples? Well, I mean, I think that the exciting part is just seeing how many people are, are coming behind and are waiting for his arrival that are, are part of this uh, 100 day journey that Sadhguru is doing. And he's really bringing so much more you know, awareness and excitement from children to people of all ages, many, many influencers. We have over 330 people that are certainly well behind and talking about um, Save Soil. Um, people from Dr. Jane Goodall to Mark Benioff uh, to, you know, Tony Robbins and, you know, maybe more of a local celebrity in Ohio. We have, you know, movie stars like Mark Wahlberg. Many people are talking about Save Soil. So it's exciting and I think hopeful that we are bringing that inspiration and more and more people are seeing the importance of us to take care of our soil for future generations. You know, I work in a school and see my, my students getting excited about it. Um, it's, there's a lot of joy for us to, you know, move towards this and everybody coming together. So um, just if we can come together and have that strong voice, um, that's where we think that we can make a difference. Okay, and about well, uh, 70 countries have signed uh, MOUs with uh, the Safe Soil Movement um, to pledge uh, soil conservation into their national policies. So that's a big step. 
Okie doke. All right. Well, great. Um, and and tell those kids that if they don't uh, get busy on that, they've only got 60 years left. So. And before you stop, let's say <laughs> don't forget to check out Conscious Planet website for more information and maybe some toolkits for things that you can do in your own environment. All right. Well, you've been listening to When the Biomass Hits the Wind Turbine with Jane Amy Warmke. We want to thank our guests, uh, Heather Cobbler. I've I've written it down phonetically, too, and Chitra Ayer. Uh, We want to thank you, and we want to thank our Emmy Award-winning producer, Adam Rich. Thank everybody for just spending a little bit of time with us. And as your grandmother hopefully told you, the secret to a happy and sustainable life is... Play nice with others, clean up your own mess, and Jay, eat more veggies this week. And put the compost in the soil. Absolutely. All right, till next time. You can find more information on living sustainably in our unsustainable world at blueRockStation.com. Yeah.